0: We can all listen to the Sunny Side of Sports. Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the March 8th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. It's International Women's Day, a day to recognize and celebrate women's achievement and also raise awareness about discrimination. My special guest on the sunny side of sports is a woman who has achieved in the world of athletics, Thea LaFond. Representing Dominica, I have to begin by saying, Thea, welcome back to the sunny side of sports. Oh,
1: thank you so much, Sunny, for having me back. The last time we spoke was about what, seven years ago? And it is so nice to hear your voice again <laughs> and see you in person. Um, and it's truly an honor to be even considered back. Truly, thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you for uh, joining us, Thea, on this special day, International Women's Day. What does it mean to you as a world-class athlete?
1: I think it means the world to me. Um, Being able to have the privilege and the stage to be an inspiration for especially the younger women out there in the world. um, To shed light on some of the discrepancies that women in sports even encounter. And to also just make my country proud. I was born in the Caribbean, Dominica. um, And every time I get to compete is just honestly, an opportunity to just put the country on the map and put the women of Dominica on the map because we are quite powerful.
0: (laughs) I like that. Go, Dominica. Now, Thea, uh, I would guess there's more than a few girls listening to the show right now. And in some cultures, it's kind of frowned upon Mm -hmm. for a girl to participate in sports, Uh, What would you say to maybe a parent who has misgivings about their daughter participating in sports?
1: I would say to them that, especially raising a girl in this world, any opportunity you have to instill confidence in them, you take it and you run with it. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I do think that, you know, if your daughter is interested in sports, nurture that. Have her, at least minimum, create a let's say, habit of just a healthy lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle. If she wants to be active, sure, let her be active. Push her to do so, even join her. You know, having a child that's interested in being active in general in any sport is a great opportunity for the entire family to you know, maybe even change up their lifestyle a bit and make a healthy change for everyone. Um, and there are not a lot of women in sport compared to men. And anytime we do get the opportunity to have a young woman interested I say we let her do it, you know, let her do it.
0: Thea, I know it's been uh, seven years or so since we last uh, chatted. Uh, Talk about some of your accomplishments, achievements, uh, since we last chatted in studio. I know you've uh, meddled at the Commonwealth Games.
1: Yes, I have. Um, and since we spoke last, I got a bronze in the 2018 Commonwealth Games and then most recently a silver at the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England. Um, I've since then also competed in another Olympics where I became Dominica's first Olympic finalist and only woman Olympic finalist. Um, and we are now top five in the world in women's triple jump. We're getting ready for another world um, this year in Budapest, Hungary um, at the end of this summer. And, you know, next year is also Paris 2024. So we're hoping to add one more accolade to that <laughs> Olympic list and hone in on that medal, the first woman medal um, for at the Olympics for Team Dominica. Yeah.
0: On International Women's Day, uh, one of the uh, issues is uh, raising awareness about discrimination. Have you faced discrimination um, maybe in your travels abroad competing in athletics?
1: Definitely. I have definitely had, uh, situations, uh, such simple as even getting treatment. I'm going in and going to a physical therapist or a trainer overseas and had someone tell me that, Hey, I can handle more pain, um, because I am black or maybe someone, uh, not really taking my words to heart because I am a woman. And I'd have my coach who is a man come in and tell them the same thing that I did. And all of a sudden his world, his word is law. Um, And I'm actually in some ways grateful that those things happen because it gives me an opportunity to actually stand up and speak out. And what I'm hoping to do is to make things a little easier for the next woman that comes behind me in the same situation, encountering the same person. So that one little bit, you know, the prejudice block is being chipped at Mm. little by little. And if that encounter as uncomfortable as it is for me makes it easier for the next woman coming behind me, I'm happy.
0: Now uh, I think it was last year you uh won the Diamond League in Paris in uh, the uh Monaco. Monaco, yes. okay, uh, Monaco whoa. Oh Morocco. <laughs> Morocco. <laughs> yes. Morocco. Morocco. W- what about prize money? Uh you don't have to divulge yes. the prize money, but uh is it is there parity uh among male and female athletes, say on the Diamond League tour?
1: On the Diamond League tour I would say not as much. Um, that's the one thing i'm actually quite happy um that the diamond league has actually done is that um prize money and structure is pretty even um you might get more money if say your event is maybe more uh just popular um but i do think that they do a good job of breaking down um the costs very well yeah
0: now, uh, as, we, as we mentioned, you've uh, gone on to bigger and better things, uh, run and jump to uh, medals mm-hmm. since we talked. Uh, what do you credit your uh, getting on the podium since we last talked? I know, I know it's been seven years. Has your, has your training regimen changed at all in that time period?
1: Um, I think it has. I think in the last seven years, actually, a lot has changed. I got a new coach um, and he's been amazing and less than, what, six months, Mm. he had me qualify for my first world championships um, and it really just helped the dynamic of me being an athlete and know how I see myself in in the professional realm. Um, I feel like I'm in better shape, which is awesome, stronger, faster, bouncier, if you will. (laughs) Uh, And I also think that I've actually learned to lean on my family a little bit more. I think even more than they even realize Um, things can get pretty intense in this world. And I have realized that it's it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And I think without even knowing, my family just being there to kind of hug me when things are up and especially down, but then pat me on the back and give me a nudge to get back out there and keep going has been amazing. And also having a coach who believes in you, even on the days where you don't believe in yourself, having the right people around you, I think is something that I've, I've definitely changed and elevated in the last seven years. And that's made the world of a difference.
0: As we talk now on International Women's Day, your mother is eavesdropping. Uh, what, what has she meant to your uh, athletic career?
1: Wow. I think that people always ask me, um, what's the motivation? How do you just kind of get up and get going every day? And I think it was watching my mother go up. There was never an excuse. There was never a hindrance. It was just things have to get done. And when you want to get something done, it's on you to get up and get it done. I wake up, I turn my alarm clock off, and I go. And uh, I think that's something that she she instilled in me since day one. She put me on schedules <laughs> since I was like seven. Um, and without even knowing it, has created an, a blueprint for how I operate my life. And it's taught me almost by accident, or maybe, you know, was on purpose, that that you know, discipline is something that goes a fairly long long way. Even on the days where you don't feel great, discipline keeps you going. Um, and of course, she's always been there with a prayer and an uplifting word and a wonderful hug
0: to keep it going. <laughs> keep it going. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in routine. I really am. I think it makes a big difference. Really, not just in athletics, but in just about any field. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Having that discipline and and routine really makes a big difference. But let's go back to your childhood, uh, Thea. Mm -hmm. Uh, When did you first uh, start competing in athletics? And how did you become interested in athletics?
1: (laughs) Well, shout out to my mom, because uh, my mom and dad had a rule that um, I was not allowed to be in the house after high school, um, straight after school. I had to find something, some kind of extracurricular to keep me going. Uh, Before high school, I was doing dance, ballet, tap, jazz, uh, things that my local elementary and middle school used to provide um but in high school uh my mom realizing that there were a lot of extracurriculars that were free who changed the game um so i played volleyball for the first for the first fall season but after that a bunch of my friends um were doing track and They just kind of talked me into doing it. And I always say that, you know, I got lucky that I had some really good peer pressure in my corner. Um, And that's how I got into track. They talked me into doing it. Um, And, you know, over 10 years later, I'm the one that stuck with it. The last one to join it is the one that stuck with it and made it into her career. Um, And so that was it. Yeah.
0: It's International Women's Day, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. I'm talking with Thea LaFond, two-time Commonwealth Games medalist, and uh, go back to uh, outside of the Commonwealth Games, Thea. I know you've uh, you've also won other medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about those.
1: Oh, it's been really, really cool. I mean, I just got a gold medal from the North America, Central America and Caribbean Games in the Bahamas last year. And that was awesome. Any opportunity I have to get a gold for Dominica. Oh, my goodness. It is such a, it is such a blessing. It truly is. Um, and there have just been a number of meets that, you know, I've felt very proudly of and been able to shine for this country. And I really do think that every time I compete, it's an extension of my country. And so it, I do it with a lot of pride, a lot of privilege, a lot of just, ugh, like heartwarming <laughs> feelings. Um, but I, I am grateful. And, you know, winning that Diamond League in Morocco was awesome. First, first Dominican to win a Diamond League. Um, and, you know, that country cheers me on so hard from wherever <laughs> I am, you know, and, all, and surprisingly, a dominican always finds their way into a stadium, and they are there cheering this little girl on, little island girl on, so I'm grateful.
0: In terms of cheering you on, the uh, I know they also, uh, they're kind of rewarding you, haven't yeah. they, lately? Uh, talk about that, the, uh, financial... Uh, rewards you've received from your home country.
1: Well, I will say it really stems all the way down to the Dominica Olympic Committee, um, which have done a great job just funding me, monthly funding, um, which was actually allowed me to stop teaching and actually focus completely on track and being able to make that transition opened so many more doors. I mean, it's clear correlation of me being able to focus on this sport and me doing better in this sport. Um, but last year, I was gifted by the Dominican government um, 200000 EC dollars, which is roughly around 75 k USD. Um, and it's honestly was the... I don't even... I, I'm already just baffled talking about mm. it. Um, it's set a new wave of appreciation um, from the country, by the country to sports. I think a lot of times in the Caribbean, athletics are seen as just a hobby and not as a career. And in them investing in me and rewarding me, I think showed a lot of other young athletes, especially young female athletes, that there is a future in this sport. It can be more than just a hobby. Um, it can be a, a, a platform to see the world, to do extra amazing things um but that funding really is a game changer i mean for me being a young adult who just got married it's also like oh can i now possibly even afford a home i mean the dynamic that that has created has been something that's just been mind-blowing and i am truly truly grateful
0: thea how important is it for sponsorship at your current level uh, for supporting your uh, professional athletics career
1: Sponsorships are huge. Um, they are for a lot of people their bread and butter um, because outside of your sport, um, well, let's bring it this way: your sport is, of course, you know, your entire platform, and you've got to f- figure out a way to monetize that. It could be just prize money for meets or appearance fees. It could be sponsorships or partnerships. Um, but sponsorships are massive because it's incoming money that is not necessarily directly correlated with how well you do at an right? So it's an extra fallback um, to make sure that even if things go wrong, you'll be okay, you know? A lot of um, independent athletes, especially track athletes, are not as lucrative as, say, the NFL or the NBA, where we have massive, you know, seven, maybe eight-figure contracts. Um, So sponsorships uh, really help just cushion anything. Um, The falls, um, they're kind of like our bread and butter
0: mm. it's international women's day and i'm chatting with thea lafond world-class triple jumper and uh, thea i know the big uh the big event this year is budapest yes. the world championships what does your training schedule look like ahead of budapest
1: oh well we are busy i just took a little vacation to actually get ready for the amount of work i'll be launching into um where i already have a launched into actually um so right now we're doing six days a week. Uh, training. Mm-hmm. Um, four days on the track, four days in the weight room. Sundays are my rest days. Um, we will be opening up our season in about six weeks, most likely in Florida, um, and just keep all gears going, <laughs> going. I'm <laughs> um, getting ready for for Budapest. We we've, we've placed top five in the last two worlds, and we are ready for top three.
0: Wow! Yeah. So you. So you want to make it to the podium.
1: Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got I've got a good chip on my shoulder. Um right now I am actually out of contract. I was with Adidas and I'm out of contract and I'm I am ready to just kind of show like, hey, I'm the one you're missing out on.
0: <laughs> Corporate sponsors, if you're listening, Thea, Thea, she's ready. ready she's happy. ready for some backing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Again, I'll go back to International Women's Day, Thea. Uh, You've had a chance to travel all over the world in your career. Uh, Who are some of your favorite female athletes uh, outside of the triple jump?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to go straight to tennis. I remember my first Olympics running into uh, Venus and Serena Williams. Oh, wow. Okay. And... I was just in awe of like the power, like these women just exuded like confidence and power and just pride. And I think just like being in their presence gave me like goosebumps. Um, But being able to speak with them for even a little bit and just talking about our sports and seeing how passionate they are about theirs just really made me the more passionate about what I did. And I remember Venus telling me like, you know, girl, like, you're young, you're smart, you're talented, and don't you forget that. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Well, who am I to forget that when, the, when Venus Williams just told me that? Um, and I think that was an amazing, amazing encounter. Um, another athlete I, I really enjoyed meeting was Simone Biles. Um, you know,
0: basically just a firework, a little firework. Um, and she's local, too. I mean, I think she – does she live in the –
1: Simone, I don't think so. I thought she was out west. Okay, okay,
0: um, okay. But
1: other athletes I respect, a lot of the DMV athletes, Katie Ledecky. I mean, a monster in the pool. Um, and yeah, I mean, wow, DMV creates a lot of a lot of great
0: athletes. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting back to Serena, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I did a lot of coverage when it looks like she's retired. Uh, mm-hmm. She hasn't uh, announced that she's coming back at this point. Uh, as an athlete mm-hmm. what what did serena mean for uh, women of color mm-hmm. to pick up a racket
1: wow i think that serena told us that this space was for us too when you looked at professional tennis i think for years even myself being a little girl i saw it as a very european sport and when Serena broke out onto the scene and every time she stepped on the court, she was undeniably herself, right? Whether it was braids, whether it was that iconic denim look, <laughs> like she has never, ever shied away from being a proud black and talented woman in her sport. She never changed herself to fit the more, I guess at the moment, European-centric view of, of the sport. She faced ridicule for ridicule for being, you know, aggressive looking or strong looking manly looking I mean I'll never forget being a young girl and watching the comics make fun of her mm. even comparing her to like animals or monkeys or such and to watch the level of grace that she took everything with and still came out every time to be dominant on the court at the end of the day no one could say that she wasn't a goat in her sport and I think that was massive
0: still with the uh the money issue, thea, I know uh, uh the u s women's soccer team they they recently uh I think they won the, they won their case for uh, equal pay, yeah. same as the men's national mm-hmm. team. Do you see um, other uh, women's sports mm-hmm. uh, moving into that parity mode with their with their uh, male counterparts?
1: I think I do. And I do think that it's a change that I'm excited to see. Um, I think for too long, women's sports have been viewed as less than when some of the the most talented and dynamic players I've ever seen have been women. Um, I'm ready to see women's basketball, Mm. um, the WNBA, step up and start matching NBA contracts. I mean, we look at everything that happened with Brittany Griner and we we can judge her for what was or wasn't in her luggage by the end of the day, if she was making more money, she wouldn't have to be overseas and be in that situation in the first place. And for a country that screams like equality for all, we are definitely not okay with making sure that financial equality is is a priority. And I do want to see more women being taken as serious as their male counterparts. And I don't think that it's crazy for that to be a thing.
0: I'm VOA Sonny Young. You're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on the Voice of America. It's International Women's Day. I'm talking with world-class triple jumper Thea LaFond. Thea, what, what do you think are the biggest issues uh, facing female athletes uh, right now at the at the professional level? Mm. And maybe uh, maybe media coverage. Uh, what, what other issues do you see as need to be addressed?
1: I think one of the big ones we already talked about, which is just the pay gap, um, being able to make a livelihood on your sport is massive. Um, but I also think just the coverage of women's sports is, plays a huge deal. You know, It's one thing to say that women don't get enough money. A lot of the arguments is like, well, you know, a lot of people don't watch women's sports. How much of it is on TV? Is it as easy to catch an NBA game as to catch a WNBA game? Mm. Are people speaking about it at the same at the same level when you when you turn on the TV to ESPN as they are male games? Like, are we creating a society that's actually acknowledging women enough for them to for the rest of the world to actually feel like they care? Because the truth of it is, is that society is going to often mimic what they see in the media, right? The media helps influence the world, which is why we care so much about it. And so if we're not tying in important women issues and women in sports issues into the media at at least the same percentage as we're cranking out the male issues and male news, then we're short-sighting our women.
0: Thea, uh, uh, as I've mentioned, you've you've been able to travel all over the world. Uh, next year, we have Paris, mm-hmm. the City of Lights, yes. uh, Budapest, Hungary later this year. Uh, what, are, what are some of your favorite... Uh, Locales uh in terms of uh the the places you've you've competed mm-hmm. in.
1: <laughs> wow, so I definitely love uh Spain. Spain has uh, Barcelona, Spain, Madrid. Madrid is beautiful and their track and field fans are amazing. Um but one of my all time favorite places to compete would have to be in the UK. Oh. And I did not Really think that that would be my answer, but after years of competing there, there is something about the u k crowd They love athletics, they call it athletics, track and field um, and that stadium will be sold out and for field athletes, we have this kind of habit when we want to get hype, and it's called a clap, and you you just kind of build the clap okay. and then they'll they'll increase the rhythm as you go down the runway and there is an eerie feeling. Of that hush that occurs when you put your hands up to initiate a clap and you feel the vibration of the entire stadium with you for every step. And the UK has done it every time to a level that like blows your mind. So definitely, um, definitely the UK, Birmingham was an amazing competition environment. Um, I truly enjoyed competing in Paris, France. I'm I'm really excited to be back there again uh, next year. And also I went to, um, australia for wow. the previous commonwealth games okay. uh, in 2018 um and that crowd was unbelievable too it, it's probably all the sun i think it's really hard to be unhappy when you're getting that much sun and you have <laughs> cute kangaroos everywhere, <laughs> everywhere it's um, but those are some of my favorite for sure
0: now now athletics uh in your event in particular it, it is an individual event yes. you're, you're you're competing against yourself mm-hmm. you know trying to reach a greater distance mm-hmm. but but also, you are competing against other athletes, and, and I, I think you must know that there's sort of a, a group that you're, you're going to mm-hmm. realize that, well, they're going to be there at the end, and I'm going to have to try to beat them. What, what, what's your relationship like with uh, some of the other top athletes uh, on the tour?
1: Well, I will say that uh, my relationship with a lot of the elite athletes on the tour, the top athletes on the tour, is pretty amicable. Okay. Um, I do think that maybe when we're competing, there's a little bit of you know side eye and like I'm not your friend at the moment. <laughs> um, but I do think that there is a good kind of camaraderie that occurs. Um, For take, for example, you know, the Olympic uh, bronze medalist, excuse me, silver medalist, Patricia Momona from Portugal. Um, He's a good friend of mine. And I've actually gone to Portugal and trained there a few times. Mm. And it's great to, you know, kind of get together and talk to her coach and see what works worked for him and bounce ideas back and forth. Um, And there's definitely this like welcoming attitude. um, Because, you know, we talked about funding and there's you know, track and field is not the richest sport in the world, but like, you know, we can also work together and make things better and bring more attention to our sport. Um, But, you know, when we compete, it's, yeah, don't talk to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thea, earlier you mentioned uh, discipline, routine, uh, schedule Mm -hmm. as some of the attributes uh, that you've utilized in your career. Let's go back to that little girl listening right now to the show and, we'll stick with athletics and they, they want to pursue a career in athletics. What, what do you suggest they do uh, to get going?
1: I would say try a lot of different sports. I think that when you're young, you're meant to truly learn to have fun being active. Um, I think that nowadays you see a lot of parents really wanting their children to be very, very good. Um, And they try to, I guess, specialize really, really young. But to that little girl that really wants to be an athletic track and field superstar, try a little bit of everything. You know, who knows? You could be picking up skills that could help you be a better hurdler sometime in the future, better jumper in the future. People are always shocked when they found out that all I did was dance for the first, like, <laughs> like the first eight years before I even came into track and field. But I think it gave me great spatial awareness. It gave me great and kind of natural balance. I was always leaping all over the place. Um And it also made me very coachable. I spent hours in a room taking instruction and making, Mm. you know, minuscule adjustments. um, And that mattered. My mom also always put me outside to play. I played soccer in in the streets. I played hockey on on the tennis courts. And I would say diversify and enjoy it. Enjoy it. You're a kid. You're young. I want them to enjoy being active.
0: Thea Lafon, one final message on International Women's Day to your fans in Dominica, uh, those listening in Africa right now, uh, Europe. uh, What do you, how do you want to say goodbye on International Women's Day?
1: I will leave you with a tidbit that one of my college coaches once said to me. And he said, remember that practice makes permanent, it does not make perfect meaning that you could repeat the same thing over and over again. But if you're doing the incorrect thing, all you're doing is picking up a bad habit. And I think it really changed my mindset in being intentional with who I am, what I say, what I do. um, And it stuck with me for the rest of my life. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Thea. Thea LaFond. Around the clock, the Voice of America keeps you in touch with the latest news. Tune in at the top of every hour, every day of the week. For the 5-Minute VOA Newscast. We bring you reports from our
1: correspondents and interviews with newsmakers from around the globe. Give
0: us 5 minutes and we'll give you the world. VOA, your trusted source for news and information. Season three of the Basketball Africa League is here. Starting off in Dakar from March 11th to March 21st for the Sahara Conference. Then heading to Cairo from April 26th to May 6th for the Nile Conference. And the excitement continues to build in the finals in Kigali from May 21st to May 27th. Tune in and follow the BAL on The Voice of America. That wraps up the March 8th International Women's Day edition of the show. I get it. Thanks again to world-class triple jumper Thea LaFond for her insights on International Women's Day. VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.